You're listening to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart in Tasmania, right across Australia. And each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about the past, current and future events, learn how to study the Bible more effectively, get to know who God is, where we are here and where we are going, and experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Tabitha Zachariah, and today we have Daniel Mateo in the studio. And Daniel will be continuing with this series on drawing from the well. And this is his 10th episode. Welcome, Daniel. <laughs> Hi, Tabitha. Hi, how are you? Oh, happy to be back. I always love coming here and chatting about my favorite subject with you, which is God's Word. So, mm. yeah, I've yeah, been looking forward to it and looking forward to a nice time this morning. It's good to have you here and we look forward to learn more of what you have to share. I know you're very passionate about Bible study and uh, it's always good to learn um, a lot, learn some different things from you. Um, so last week I remember you mentioned uh, you were having week of worship at mm-hmm. Hilliard Christian School where you're a chaplain. Did you want to share a bit about how that went yeah yeah oh look it was such it was it was such a great week it was a little bit bittersweet actually because Mm -hmm. it was my last week as the chaplain there and I was handing over to uh to somebody that's going to be taking over from me so my last uh last time was on Friday and we did a little handover and uh so I was a little bit uh sad but also happy it was a it was a great spiritual high to to finish up working there at and uh yeah so we spent the week that the high schoolers we were talking about um health and we had uh we had Erin uh, Keegan, uh, who came over and she was sharing on uh, on health and how that illustrates the gospel. And uh, we had our, uh, her husband Trent, uh, who was sharing with the primary schoolers about heaven and uh, and how we get there. And then we had uh, uh, Mr. Trevor Brown from South Queensland, who who came to sing songs to the primary school kids. And but he's a great guitarist and singer. Uh, also, he was uh, he was sharing with the with the little ones just stories of faith and stories of God looking after him and uh, and what that means for them. So we had a really, really great week together. The nice music, nice singing, nice people, uh, a great high. And, yeah, also a little bit sad because I'm finishing up there. Um, mm. It's um, always nice to work with young people, and I'm sure they'll miss you. But I know you can always um, visit. Well, yeah, that's right. I mean, talk I, to them if you. I got in and make sure it. I've got at least one one visitor term um, for the rest of the year, so I'll come in and say hello to them. Yeah, mm, that's uh. good. Um, just to remind our listeners, you can catch up on the previous episodes that we've done. Um, last week, um, Daniel shared about the Bible's meditation. Uh, if you missed that, you can catch up all through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. And you can also listen to the other episodes um, th- that we've done in the past weeks or in old other series. And our show number is 0488-880-891, uh, Feel free to text us with any questions, any comments, any feedback, and please respond to the question um, that we're going to ask you. We have a listener question for you. Please Talk to us. It's good to have some interaction from our listeners. Um, Daniel, before we get to today's topic, um, did you want to just give a brief recap of what you talked about last week? Yeah, no, that's sure. I mean, that's uh, that's fine. I'd, I'd love to do that. I, uh, I th- we we're talking about the Bible as meditation, and particularly the way that we can use it as uh, as a focus of, um, c- you know, just inner. Uh, 
self-reflection, also a focus of, uh, of growth, spiritual growth, and, uh, and just focusing on God in order to, uh, to just have that connection with the divine. And so what we talked about was the fact that meditation in Scripture, at least as, as the Bible talks about it, is, is not so much about emptying the mind and, and sort of trying to, uh, to disconnect from the world uh, the way that we often understand meditation to be. But in the Bible, um, meditation is about meditating on the text of Scripture and, uh, and about what it means, about what it's saying for us, about putting ourselves in the story and then experiencing spiritual growth as a result. So that's, uh, that's what we talked about. Mm. Very interesting. Um, and if you missed that, please uh, listen through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. And uh, what do you have for us today? Well, today, Tabitha, we're going to be talking about the Bible as theology. And uh, and that's a big word that a lot of people um, maybe mm. perhaps don't use very often. Uh, but it just merely means the study of God. And, uh, and it's... Uh, you know, sort of trying to get into some of the deeper truths that, that the Bible teaches. So that's what we're going to be going through today, the Bible as theology. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Do you want me to praise? That would be wonderful, time? yeah. We'd love to ask God to be with us as we think about these things. Mm. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. We thank you that we are able to be in the studio. And uh, as Daniel is going to share your word, we pray that you may speak through him and May we listen to what he has to share and may we be blessed by it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Yeah. Well, theology. I uh, I'm this made that this subject sort of the study of my life. And it started when I was at uh, when I was at college, but I, I had a little bit of uh, a, a bumpy path getting there. You see, when I was sixteen my pastor was uh, studying the Bible with me because I'd asked to be baptized and he wanted to make sure that it, it was something that I really wanted to do and I wasn't just doing it because my family was making me or whatever. So he came over, he spent a bit of time with me and we went through some teachings of scripture. Um, Pastor David, uh, if you're out there, you remember who you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he uh, he went through some of that with me. And uh, as we were doing that, he said to me, he said, you know what, I think that you should get into full-time ministry. I think you should go and study theology and as preparation for full-time ministry in the church. And I thought, well, I don't really want to do that because that sounds like hard work. And not just that, I'm afraid of public speaking. And I think I'd really rather be shot than have to ever give a sermon. So I think what I'll do instead is to join the army. And I, I sort of, when I turned 18, I somewhat walked away from God. I you know, stopped going to church and everything, but I, I pursued a career in the military for, for a period of time. Not that that's the same thing. I think that uh, I'm just going to clarify that, but it just wasn't what God was calling me to do in that moment. That was my way of being Jonah and running away from what God was calling me to do. So later on, um, I remember uh, we were getting ready. Our battalion was getting ready to go to East Timor in 2003, and uh, the, the note came down that they were, they were downgrading the, min- the, the mission and our company wasn't going to get to go. And I was so disappointed. You know, this is what we've been training for. And this is where, you know, we want infantry soldiers want to go on operations. And so we were worrying and, and, I was, and I was thinking about it. And I said to God, look, if you let me get on this trip so that I can go to East Timor, I will uh, go and study theology. I, I can't tell you that I'm going to be a pastor, but I know that that's something that you want me to do. So I'll do that at least. Well, the next day they called us up again and they said, oh, by the way, they changed it. Um, Charlie Company's going again. You guys are going. And so, um, look, I had a lot of spiritual growth to do before I was ready, but I, it was always in the back of my head that 
God has called me to do this, that uh, mm. no matter what path he wants me to walk in life, and I've actually made a vow to him, and mm. he's kept his end, and I have to keep mine. So once I'd got out of the military, I got married, and I was starting to be a bit more faithful at church, it kept coming up that I had to go and do that. So I did that, you know, and um, and so that's why I'm so passionate about it, yeah. Mm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, so I guess we'll get into our content for today. So first of all, what is theology? What is theology and, and why do we need it? And I, I might get you to look up Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm reading from the New King James Version. So they read distinctly from the book in the law of God and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. Beautiful. So it's a beautiful story there about priests getting up and reading um, the law or reading God's word to... Uh, the people there that was they're assembled there um, in that uh, in that story, and it says you can see it says that they read distinctly from it, and then they gave the sense. Or another translation says they gave the meaning, mm. and they helped the people to understand the reading. So some people say, well, why do we need theology? You know, why do, why do we need theology? Why don't we just read the Bible? Well, the the fact is that sometimes um, the Bible can be tough to understand, and it, we have to think about. As we're talking to people, we can't just go around just quoting the Bible all the time. We have to sort of articulate what we believe a little bit. That's theology. Theos is from an old Greek word that means God, and logos, uh, and sorry, uh, logos is an old Greek word that uh, that means the word or study. So, so theology really is just the study of God, and it's about looking at the Bible, looking at the world around us, and deriving teachings about God from that. Yeah, so that's uh, that's sort of why we need it. It's very useful when we're talking to people. It's very useful when we're sharing. And it's very useful to just have in our minds and in our hearts, okay, this is something that uh, that I believe X, Y, Z. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, it, Maybe we can um, we can have a talk about the uh, the listener question today because it has to do with this. Would Would you like to mention that at this time? Sure. Um, we have a question for our listeners. Share with us what your favorite truth about God is. What's your favorite truth about God? Um, text us on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and um, we'll be able to share that on air. I'll quickly share mine. Um, I believe and I know that God is faithful, um, and that is because I have experienced um, His faithfulness. So there was this time uh, when I was coming to Australia. Um, so we stopped at Dubai and I took I was connecting taking a connecting flight from Dubai to Melbourne. Um yeah it happened that there were two flights leaving two hours apart from Dubai to Melbourne and I just mixed up I mixed I I mixed up the time so I was meant to leave on the earlier one but then I thought I was leaving on the one that was leaving two hours later. And because of that, I missed my flight and um, I didn't know what to do. I did not want to stress my parents. So I, was, I just said to God, I'm not going to tell this to anyone, but I really need your help. Um, so I talked to the uh, customer service lady and she said um, they were going to try and get me on the next flight, which was the following day after at least eight hours. Um, if that was if someone missed their flight. <laughs> so I just sat there. It was a bit chilly because I didn't have my luggage with me. So I only had the carry-on. I didn't have like warm clothes um, or like a layers to have on me. 
But anyway, I persevered and, um, you know, I just, I was just hoping that, you know, I was not hoping for someone to miss their flight, but, you know, I was just hoping to get in in the flights. And then it's happened that I did not get in uh, because, you know, everyone turned up and they could not, you know, there was no room for me. And I thought to myself, what am I going to do? So I kept walking and walking around and just thinking of what to do. And then I went to the, um, I talked to some lady and I, say, I told her about what happened. And uh, she said to me, oh, no, 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 that's fine. It's not your fault. We'll help you out. So um, they she they gave me accommodation at the um, hairline hotel and they put me on, the, on a flight the following day like without any charge without any extra charge and i just i marveled like i could not believe it i was like this is you god and i'm really grateful for that and there's so many things that god has done for me that i can't doubt that he's faithful for a minute let us know what is your favorite truth about god i'm texas on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. our first song is back to the bible by sweet deliverance Let's get back to the Bible Let's get back to the truth Let's get back to the Bible Let's get back to the truth Let's get back to the truth Let's get back to the truth Oh, if we walk in light he is in the light and do our best from day to day. He will be faithful to forgive our sins and blessings will all flow our way. He has promised a crown of glory and on that promise I'll say. Oh, if we walk in the light as He is in the light, He will forgive this wretched man. Oh, let's get back. So just love the Lord, use your Bible as your sword, and love your neighbor as yourself. When you feel weak and tired on your feet, don't be afraid to ask Him for help. If you stumble, just kneel and be humble, forgiveness you ask when you pray. No worries, no strife, get on with your life. Christians are perfect, just saying. Oh, let's get back, back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back, back to the truth. Oh, let's get back, back to the Bible. Oh, let's get back, back to the truth. Let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to the truth. Let's get back to the truth. Now, when you feel the need to plant the seed, share His word and do the rest. Harvest has come. He'll say, Well done, forever with Him we'll be blessed. Him in the clouds. you say out loud, Come, my pilgrim, in a Fought a good fight and lived in the light Forevermore to live again oh, Let's get back, back to the Bible oh, Let's get back, back to the truth 
That was Back to the Bible by Sweet Deliverance. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with Daniel Mateo. And uh, Daniel is talking about Bible as theology. Um, we Before we went for a break, I asked our listeners to share the experiences on or just share with us the fav- favorite truth about God. Um, let us know on zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. What do you know and believe about God? And we have a free book offer. It's called Glim- Glimpses of Our God, and that is by Joe and Davidson. We'll give you more information about that later on. So, Daniel, in the previous section, you introduced us to theology, and you explained that it's simply the study of God, not the way we looked at it before. I thought it was something so complicated. I thought it has to be, if you want to get into ministry, then that's when you study um, theology. But it's that simple. <laughs> what else do you have for us um, on this topic of um, theology? Mm. Oh, no, thank you, Tabitha. And I love the story that you shared before we went on the break. Uh, just about how you believe that God is faithful, that this is your favorite truth about God, that God is faithful. And you know what? That is beautiful, excellent, superb biblical theology. Mm. And, you know, you studied in the Bible. You saw some stuff there that said that God is faithful when you were in a bad situation, a a difficult situation that you couldn't solve on your own. You prayed. Mm. Um, He came through and you found him faithful. So Mm. um, you experienced that theology not just intellectually but practically. And that's excellent biblical theology, yeah. Mm. So it's a beautiful piece of theology there. So so first of all, um, I guess we have to understand that theology in Scripture, or I should say second of all, we understand that script, theology in Scripture is derived, um, it's subtextual, it's assumed in, in the stories rather than overt and descriptive. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Um, in the story that you just told me before, mm-hmm. um, you know, you read maybe you read the story of Joseph, and you found that uh, that Joseph got through. And maybe you you're inspired to call on God in the situation that you're in, and um, and as a result, you prayed and you discovered that theology to be true. That's the sort of way that we encounter theology in the Bible. That's why we have to do theology because it's it's not it does, the Bible doesn't come out and just say things about God in the same way as it might expect. expect. Now it does. Uh, from time to time, you know, the psalmist might say, you know, God, you're great, or, you know, uh, you know, the, the Moses might say that God is a loving God, you know, but for the most part, you are, the the 
the, the truths about God are subtextual based on what you see him doing in the story. An example of this is actually the, the very first verse of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. Would you like to re- read that one for me, please? Sure. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Awesome. So what can we derive theologically from God in that very simple verse? Creator. Yeah, he's a creator. Okay. Mm. Well, it doesn't say that he's omnipotent. It doesn't say that explicitly. But we might derive that from that verse. Mm. Because in order to be in order to create the heavens and the earth from nothing, you need Not to be to all exist. powerful. Yeah. Yeah, you need to be all powerful. So that's so we can say we can derive the theology that God is omnipotent from Genesis one one. What about uh, the fact that he is uh, he is pre existent, which mm. means that he's got no beginning, no end. Well, it says in the beginning, God. So God is present uh, before the formation of time, before the formation of the universe. He is outside of time. Um, so that is uh, so the fa- idea that he's pre-existent and eternally eternal. That's a theology that can be de- derived uh, or assumed. It's there subtextually. It's assumed in Genesis one one. Moses, the author, doesn't come out and say, "Hey, guess what, everyone? This God is an uh, omnipotent, omnipre- He's an omnipresent and He's an omniscient God." But just by saying what He says about God, omniscient means all knowing, and omnipresent means being everywhere at once. Well, just the first couple of verses, um, you know, it says the Spirit of God hovered on the face of the deep. Um, it says a couple of verses later. So they give the idea of omnipresence everywhere at once as well. Uh, what else do we find out about God from that verse? Well, he is not the universe. I mean, there are a lot of religions in, in the world that are, um, you know, they, they have this idea that God is the universe, that we're all part of God if we're part of the universe. You know, we call that pantheism. And, uh, you know, uh, you might have heard the term Brahman or or some other idea like that when someone said the universe gave me this or the universe gave me that, a sort of new age teaching. And, uh, and God is the universe. The universe is God. But it doesn't say that in this verse. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So we have not a pantheistic God, but a monotheistic God, which is a different thing. So we can derive that. We can, we can um, observe it uh, there in the verse. So the Bible contains theology. It's not a theology textbook. That's important for us to understand. So we, we're going to take our, our teachings from it. Uh, yeah. So uh, next point is that uh, theology in Scripture requires the cooperation of the Holy Spirit to rightly arrive at, to rightly discern. Can you read for me, please, First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14? Sure. Um, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to, to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Mm. And so the Bible actually tells us that its theology, the theology that it contains, is um, only accessible to those that are led and helped by God to arrive at. Now, anyone can make up theology, and anyone can read bits and pieces of the Bible and come up with theology from it. But uh, if we're going to arrive at accurate theology about God, we need to be led by the Spirit of God. And so theology ought to be a, a deeply humble pursuit, where, like Moses... You know, Moses has what we call a theophany um, in the desert there when he uh, when he meets God in the burning bush in that story, if you remember, uh, that uh, he sees a bush burning, but it doesn't burn up and he goes to see it. And God speaks from the midst of this burning bush and he says, Moses, take your shoes from off your feet because you're on holy ground. And he comes to God with a deep sense of his own unworthiness. And we need to come before God as we open scripture with a deep humility, understanding that we are... Uh, very human, that we get things wrong all the time, that all the way through history is a big long line of Christians and other, other, you know, and then before them Jews and 
and all of the people that have tried to follow God getting it wrong. And so we come before God with an open Bible and an open heart saying there's a good chance that some of the things that I've been taught aren't, aren't true and I want you to teach me, Holy Spirit, through the words of these scriptures um, about yourself. And, uh, and so it's a humble, it's a, uh, what shall I say, it's a self, uh, not, a, not a self-aggrandizing, it's a self-abasing exercise in the sense that we recognize our own uh, unworthiness. And that's the, that's the attitude by which God, um, God can speak to us when we're willing to listen and willing to hear. And my next point is that theology and scripture has to be searched out and it has to be mined for. Uh, if If you could read for me, please, Matthew chapter 13, verse 52. Hmm. Then he said to them, Therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Hmm. So there the, the Jesus uses, I guess, the, the Bible. It's illustrated as being like a treasure house or, a, you know, a, um, almost like a vault. And the householder is the scribe or the interpreter of the Bible, the one that's doing theology or doing the work of theology. And he brings out of this treasure house new and old treasures, things that people know and things that people don't know, things that we're all familiar with, like God is good. You know, I mean, in Christianity, if I say God is good, you say... All the time. (laughs) All the time. Then you say all the time and I say God God is is good. good. We know that, you know, but that doesn't doesn't mean it's not um, very relevant and valid for us to be reminded of and talk about all the time as Christians. And that's an old truth, but it's still a good, it's an oldie but a goodie. But then there's new treasures to be brought out as well. And that's where we have to begin to mine for that treasure. I'm uh, very interested in watching this uh, development of cryptocurrency. And there's this idea of Bitcoin and people set up their computers to mine you know, the algorithms um, to try and, you know, increase their wealth. Well, you know, if we can invest a lot of money in having computer systems set up in order to mine uh, for wealth, then surely we can spend a little bit of time each day going through the scripture. This is often the true, the uh, true because if you take one little piece of scripture, it might seem to imply something about God that isn't accurate. Mm-hmm. You have to take all the teaching of all of scripture and that takes time to familiarize yourself with it and to study and to look for things on a similar topic, and uh, and that takes time to arrive at good theology. Yeah. Mm, indeed, it does. Our next song is Search For Me by Marion Blythe Peppers. But let us know, what is your favorite truth about God? Uh, what do you believe uh, about God and you feel convinced about it? Um, text us on 488 We'd love to hear from you. Search for me by Marion Blood Peppers. Sit beside me while I weep. I'm crying to you on i 
a beautiful song, Search for Me by Marion Blythe Peppers and you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo and uh, Daniel has been sharing about the Bible as theology and we asked our listeners um, to share with us what their favorite truth about God is. Please let us know on 0488-880-891 and we'll be able to share that on air. Um, so, Daniel, in the previous section you shared um, about the Bible being subtextual and assumed. The theology of the Bible is subtextual the, and assumed. Yeah, that's right. That it, Yes, mm. thanks for that. Mm. And we also need the Holy Spirit to actually discern Scripture. And we have to search um, the Scripture. We have to keep going back to it and um, to actually understand it better. We can't just read one verse and say, okay. You know, that is what uh, the Bible says, and that is it. So you have to actually take um, read the whole context to actually understand it. Um, what else do you have for us in this section or in this topic? No, beautiful. Thank you, Tabitha. Well, my, my next point is that in Scripture, um, there seems to be a, an author- there's an authority of story in, in the book of Acts. It's, it's actually, we'll read just a couple of verses from it, Acts chapter 17, verse 10 to 11. But they imply that Scripture wants the theologian, which is the person doing the, the study of God, the, doing the theology, uh, to check and recheck their theology by itself. Um, in Scripture, 
Um, the Bible doesn't say that theology is authoritative. It claims that itself is authoritative. The Bible is, not, not our theology. And we have to distinguish between that as believers. You know, What we believe about God can be wrong. What the Bible says is, uh, is inerrant. So would you like to read that little story, please? Sure. Um, then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scripture daily to find out whether these things were so. Beautiful. So um, the book of Acts is calling this this group of Jewish believers fair-minded. And why are they fair-minded? They're fair-minded because they're willing to listen to new things. And they go back, every they listen and they go, hmm, okay, that's new, interesting. I've never heard that before, but I'm not going to just be close to it. I'm not going to just shut down and not listen to that idea. I'm going to go back, and what does it say that they did? They received the word with old readiness and such. And then they went, they searched the scripture daily to find out whether these things were so. Yeah, right. So they listened, they received, and then they checked it. Right, yeah. and uh, and that's what we need to do sometimes because it's often the case that uh, that people, when they've been brought up with a certain set of ideas, they become very emotionally attached to those ideas, and they become the sense of the the source of a sense of spiritual security. But as human beings, we need to recognise we're not all no- all knowing. We get things wrong, and sometimes some of our basic ideas about the world, about God, are actually errant. You know that that we make mistakes, or some the person that taught us was wrong, and we get defensive about that. We go, oh, well, what are you saying that my mum or my grandma, whoever it was that taught me about God, you know, got things wrong? Yes, she's a human being. She could have got things wrong. That's true. We need to be open to that. You know, and you you don't need to get offensive, uh, defensive, or offended about it. We just have to be honest with ourselves that that out of all of the good things that we've been taught by all of the the, the people that have taught us things throughout our lives. Um, you know, that we can take on as a part of the growth, the, the process of growth and spiritual maturity is to take on what's good and recognize that the people that taught us are also human, mm. also taught us mistakes, and we need to learn to d- discern what those are and, and move away from them. Mm. I've met religious people that will refuse to hear anything from somebody that disagrees with them. They'll just shut down. Or they'll, um, you know, if they turn on a religious program or radio program like this, you know, that they'll be listening, oh, that's not my church or that's not my religion, so I can't hear anything from that you know and they'll just turn it off they'll refuse to listen to it well i hope i'm not like that you know i hope not because if what i believe is true then it can stand up to ideas that disagree right Mm. and if what i believe isn't true then i want to know so i want to i want to hear ideas that disagree so so being fair-minded is keeping an open heart and an open mind and checking these things by god's word and uh, and so we have to keep back and go back checking and rechecking yeah Mm. yeah and so um my next point is that theology and scripture must be consistent with the character of God revealed in Jesus Christ. Now, this is really important because when Jesus came, he set himself up, his character, his personality, as the, as the standard by which we understand theology and interpret theology. Would you like to read for me John chapter 5, verse 39 to 40? Sure. You search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me, but you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. Yeah, and so Jesus is actually rebuking a bunch of Bible study students here. He's rebuking a bunch of theologians, and he's saying, you search the scriptures and you think that you're going to find eternal life in there, but but they're actually pointing to me. Mm. They're all about me. They're testifying of me, and uh, you have to be willing to come to me and learn about me. And I would say that if all, all theology must point to Jesus ultimately. 
uh, or at least for Christian theology, you know, must point to Jesus. And, uh, and it must be consistent with his character. It must be consistent with his ministry as revealed in, in the Gospels. And uh, I, a classic example of this, um, I was watching TV a few years ago, and there was a church, the church in the United States called Westboro Baptist, and they were picketing, um, and they were holding up big signs that said, God hates gays. And that was the signs they were holding. They were saying, God hates gays. Mm. Well, that is incorrect biblically. That's not consistent with the character of Jesus. It's not consistent with the wider Bible. God does not hate everyone. We find out that God so loved the world that mm. he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. However we feel about that particular issue, we know that God loves every single individual and we ought to treat and respect people, give them the, the dignity and the respect um, that uh, that they uh, they are entitled to as a child of God. You know, And that's consistent with the teaching of Jesus to uh, to love all um, so that is uh, that's the, that's the situation there. Um, so we, we find ourselves in a situation that um, that it can be a struggle uh, to do this at times. That uh, that often the teach the the practice of Jesus sets such a high standard for us. Sometimes people think that Jesus personality, his practice actually lowers the standard. It's like, well, there was a bunch of stuff we had to do in the Old Testament, but now we can just be like Jesus and not worry about any of it. But Jesus' standard for, for treating people, respecting people, loving people is such a, such a massive thing to aspire to. You know, it's massive. And, uh, and so sometimes it's easier for us to, to be hateful and negative because that's the, the default of the human heart. But for us to really look at the character of Jesus and mold our scripture around that, uh, mold our theology around that rather, is a very difficult thing to do. It can be a difficult journey when we really look at ourselves. And so my last point for this section is theology and scripture must be reconcilable with all of scripture uh, without internal dichotomy or contradiction. Can you read for me, please, John chapter 10, verse 35 to 36? Sure. If he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the father sanctified and sent into the world, you're blaspheming because I said I'm the son of God? Beautiful. And so Jesus here... um, well, I'm not going to get into the theological issue he was um, arguing about because we're running out of time in this section. But um, Jesus was having a theological disagreement with some theologians. You know, he was doing <laughs> theology. And, uh, and he brought up a potential contradiction in Scripture. And he said, well, um, you know, this verse over here says this, and this one over here says that. And they seem to contradict one another. Um, so what do you say to that? And uh, but he's got a little footnote there, which 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 he says the scripture cannot be broken. In other words, what he's saying is these verses, although they seem to contradict, they do not contradict one another. There is a theology that can reconcile this seeming contradiction. He says it, this says this, and that says that, and they seem to go against each other. But the scripture cannot be broken. Rather, and he goes on to teach about the fact that you know him being the Son of God is the fulfillment of both of those verses. And, uh, and so when, when we do the, the work of theology, when we come to the Bible, it's important that we're looking at all the teaching of all of Scripture. And uh, if we see, find a, a seeming contradiction, which there are seeming contradictions, I mean, it's a massive book. You can take something over here and something over there, and from time to time it might seem like it teaches something different. Well, that's where we start doing our study and we start figuring out some of the context, figuring out what's going on in the background. And I've always found I've always found that they can be reconciled, that there's no contradiction really when we really understand what's going on in the text. It's only when we're just picking things out and not wanting to go deeper, not wanting to dig and to mine, as we were talking about before, for the truth, that we can't reconcile these things in a way that brings glory to God. 
Indeed. Um, our free book of uh, is called Glimpses of Our God, and this is by Joe and Davidson. Um, the author states, unless a person is truly faced with God's piercing holiness, there will never be an adequate understanding of the radical emergency of the fall or how horrifying sin truly is, nor will there be an accompanying appreciation of the equally radical action that the Holy Spirit makes to remedy hum- human sinfulness. Ultimately, the more we know about God, the more our love for him will deepen and intensify, leading to an adoration and worship on a grander level. Um, I'll give you the code to claim this free book offer after the break. Um, and we still encourage you to text in and let us know what your favorite truth about God is. Uh, we've had Francine text us and thank you Francine for texting in. We'll share what um, Francine has shared with us after the break. Our next song is The Faithful Love of Jesus by Hilary Scott and the Scott family.
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was The Faithful Love of Jesus by Hilary Scott and the Scott family. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Daniel Mateo. And Daniel has been talking about the Bible, studying the Bible as theology. Uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to claim this beautiful book called Glimpses of Our God by Joe and Davidson. And the code is draw 10. Um, text draw 10 to 048 and we'll be able to send this book to you. This book will help you to understand um, how to study God and appreciate God more. Um, we had Francine text us, um, and Francine is saying his spirit of truth, that is Francine's favorite um, truth about God, the spirit of truth, uh, which not only enables us to understand and see the truth in his word, but also enables us spiritually to see this deception of Satan in this world, to see when God's word is being changed, adapted, twisted, turned inside and out and upside down so as to deceive. Satan is so good at it and so subtle, so much deception, and there's so many who believe in the deceptions. Um, thank you so much, Francine, for sharing that. And I can actually agree um, that that is happening, and it's happening more lately. Um, there's just so much deception in the world that if you don't actually know what the truth is, you can be deceived easily. Thank you, Francine, for sharing that with us. Um, so, Daniel, this is our final section, and you shared quite a bit on um, studying the Bible's theology. Um, do you have anything else to share as we finish off? I, I do. Um, I just I just had to read Christina's text, and mm-hmm. um, it says, My favorite truth about God is that he loves us. Wow. He hears our prayers and sends the Holy Spirit to comfort us. Jesus is coming again. That gives me the greatest hope and strength to get through the difficult times. Yes, he's faithful. Praise him. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. It is. That is mm. beautiful. Thank you, Christina, for sharing that um, beautiful message with us. And it, and it really actually, that underlines my final point uh, for today, and that is theology and scripture must inspire me to draw closer in love, respect, and honor to God and to others. Perfect timing. Mm. <laughs> Well, not just that, but mm. also as well as loving and protecting myself as well. I've got I've got two verses for this point. Would you le- like to read for me, please, Mark chapter twelve, verse thirty to thirty-one, and also James two eight. Mm. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment, and the second, like it, is this: you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. Mm. And uh, and James chapter two, verse eight, please. If you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. Awesome. And Jesus talked about the fact that loving God and loving others, these are the two greatest commandments in the law. Um, Paul said that um, that love is the fulfillment of the law. Um, that really, if we've got our theology correct, you know, that uh, that it ought to cause us to love people more, to love God more, and to, to have more self-respect as well. And I think that's important. It says love your neighbor as yourself, which implies that we have love and we have uh, for ourselves, that we have healthy self-respect. I'm not talking about... Um, I'm not talking about selfishness. I'm not talking about self-aggrandizement, but I'm talking about just healthy love and appreciation for the fact that we are a creature of God, created by God with a purpose, and mm. that um, and that we care for ourselves and uh, and show respect for ourselves just as we do to uh, to those around us. 
And, um, and so this, is, um, this ought to be the result of good theology. And if we start seeing our theology taking us away from some of this, then we ought to have a, have a wonder. Maybe I should go back and check and recheck. Maybe I need to mine a little more, as we talked about. Maybe I need to go deeper and try and figure out a way to reconcile some of these things. Um, because if I'm not being inspired to love more, then I'm actually being drawn away from God. Mm. And love doesn't always just look like happy feelings and hugs. And love doesn't always look like telling people that what they're doing is right when they're not. Sometimes love is is tough. You know, mm. when my kid's doing something wrong, I love them. And that's the reason why I correct them. And, and there might be some of that involved as well. But, but at the base of it is love, not hatred, not revenge, um, not suspicion, you know, not bitterness, not envy. Love is uh, is uh, is the direction that good theology ought to take us in. So, just in summary, very quickly, the the things that we've looked at today is um, is that uh, we we had a little bit of an idea of what theology was and and why we need it. Um, we talked about how theology is subtextual in the in the scripture. It needs to be. Uh, that it's not always overt, it's not always clearly said that we have to sort of um, sort of derive it from the stories and from the things that we, we read. We learn that theology and scripture requires the cooperation of the Holy Spirit to do right and to rightly discern. We learn that theology and scripture must be searched out and mined for, and, uh, and we learn that it has to be checked and rechecked, uh, that it must be consistent with the character of God revealed in Jesus. Mm. And that it can't be um, contradictory with other parts of the Bible. It, it ought to be reconcilable. Um, as, and it ought to help us to put together different things that don't seem to make sense in different places. And last of all, theology must inspire us to draw closer in love, respect, and honor to God, others, and ourselves. So just to finish up, I want to tell you a story. Um, there was a really famous theologian once that had written um, a whole bunch of papers. He'd done a bunch of degrees and he was really uh, well-known and respected. And there was a Christian journal that was doing an interview with him. And they asked him, they did a whole bunch of questions, a Q&A. And at the end, they asked him, what is the deepest and most profound truth, the profound, most profound piece of theology you'll ever, you've ever learned in all of your years of uh, studying and teaching the Bible? Tell us the deepest, most amazing truth that you've ever learned. And, uh, and he looked him dead in the eye and he said, Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Mm. Yeah. So that is um, that really sums up, I guess. Sometimes we, particularly people in my line of work, like, like to make theology more complicated than it needs to be. Ultimately, this is the study of a God that loves us and that desperately wants a relationship for, for, with us. This is the God that's revealed in the Bible and um, doing good theology will lead us to that God. So I just want to appeal to... Uh, our listeners today, I suppose, and just challenge them to, to study deeper into the things of God. So if you've been listening and you've been wanting, you, maybe you've heard the word theology and not really understood what it was all about, um, I challenge you to do, do theology and not just any theology, do good theology. Study into the things of God, go deeper, and as you find those gems and you see beautiful new truth, you can't help but be forever changed by it. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Daniel, for that powerful sharing. And I really believe and hope that our listeners have been blessed. Um, for Personally, my takeaway will be um, studying the scripture. Don't, I mean, it, we have ministers who um, share the word of God with us, but it's, very, it's important to actually do your own personal study because then whatever, they'll be reinforcing what you already know and that actually, you know, you will be agreeing with them because you've already um, read that yourself and not just because oh, they're ordained by God and they're sharing this with us. Um, yes, I hope we can all do personal studies and get to understand the scripture better. 
And just to remind our listeners, the code to claim our free book offer, which is called Glimpses of a God by Joe and Davidson, is draw 10. Text draw number 10. Don't put any space in between. Text to 0488-880-891 and we'll be able to send this book to you. And just know that it may take a few weeks sometimes before you get um, the book. So, Daniel, what do you have for us next week? Mm. Yeah, well, I just wanted to mention real quick, too, that if, if people want some help studying the Bible, then I'm sure that, um, you know, that uh, we might be able to help. Uh, hook them up with, uh, with a local minister that might be able to help them to study the Bible. So maybe if they wanted to text in about that, we might be able to assist with that. Yeah, text mm. on our show number 0488 mm. So next week we're, we're studying the Bible as philosophy. Yeah, so that's what we're going to think about next week, the Bible as philosophy. So excited to have a look at that. Mm. So do join us to hear more of what Daniel has to share. And tomorrow we have David Maxwell with Jason, and David will be talking about self-control. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, thank you, Christina and Francine, for interacting with us and for all those who joined us this morning. And wherever you are, enjoy the rest of your day. We are going out with this song, Let the Word of Christ, by Trilogy Scripture Songs. Spiritual songs sing.